we're going to get through quite a lot. And I, like I say, I am keeping an eye on the time because I, at any moment, will get a phone call for me to disappear. So you're going to have to carry on without me. For good reason, I'm getting... <laughs> he said, yeah! <laughs> but there's a few things that I want to hit on. And um, I'm going to be asking Dave, where's Dave? I thought I didn't see him. No wonder he didn't reply. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I've had one of those weeks. I've had one of those years. I've had one of those lives. Uh, where I... Uh, good morning. Ooh. I like your glasses. No. You come just at the most important bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. The Lord is here. The Spirit's broken out this morning. Sean? Spirit's broken out. Just to give you a pre-warning, so we might be going off script here. Um, <laughs> good morning. So, um, there's a few things that I want to do this morning. The first thing I want you to do is talk to each other. You've got ten minutes to find out or find as many people as you can that you have something in common with. So, it could be, have you got blue eyes? I've got blue eyes! <gasps> so there's one. Or uh, the date you were born, or the colour of your hair, or the job that you uh, have done or do, or the places where you've been, or your favourite food, or your least favourite food, or your favourite holiday destination. It doesn't matter what it is. I want you to have find out as much as you can about people, but particularly if you've got something in common. So you're going to have to some que ask some questions like, do you have a middle name? I have a middle name. What's your middle name? Luke. Philip. Mine's Robert. So you're off my list. <laughs> but Luke, do you like playing uh, and creating things? I do. So, woo! Something in common. Do you understand of what I am asking? I'm going to give you two minutes, be back in five, maybe ten. We'll see how we go. Find as many as you can and we'll see who the winner is. The winner uh, gets a prize of a round of applause. <laughs> So go, you're going to need to talk to people.
Right, hello, hello, is this the right, have I got the right microphone? Excellent. I am going to press on. I, I tell you what, silence! <laughs> I tell you what, I've discovered some things that I never knew. Who knew that Teresa Walsh is Polish? Well, I didn't. No, I don't. You know, I don't, I don't know anything about my family history except negative stuff. So I know, <laughs> quick funny story. My granddad, uh, my dad's dad, uh, came from Manchester, and he was a bit of a bit. Of a <laughs> yeah, he was a bit of a lad. And he was married to a lady called Connie. Uh, and he had six children in Manchester. Um, and then one day, I think he got drunk or something like that. And he left Manchester. Uh, and I think he knocked on a, a woman's door and shouted, Connie. And because she answered yes, he basically moved in and then had two other kids. One of them being my dad. So, <laughs> I think he just got lost, don't you? So he left a wife called Connie and got with my gran, who was called Connie. She, she, also, had, uh, she also thought she was the queen. <laughs> Bless her, she was a great woman. Uh, she also went to Cambridge. Uh, but you wouldn't tell because she wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, but every time we used to watch a black and white movie, which was quite often, and uh, they would show Cambridge University, she would always scurry off and bring out this scroll and say, I went there. It didn't mean anything to me at the time, but she was very proud of owning this scroll. Anyway, uh, Louise Innes, she's got two middle names. I'm just dobbing on everyone now. Tracy Ann, not Tracy Ann, Tracy Ann. Okay, is that correct? Um, me and Tricia share the, the love of steak, medium rare. Has to be. Some, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'd, I'd have it blue me, I don't, you know, just clean the hooves and I'll... <laughs> uh, but obviously my meat consumption has gone down somewhat. <laughs> Alex, just so you're not eyeballing me too much there. Anyway, anyone else? How, who got, let's just do a quick count. Who got, found uh, more than three people? Uh, no, Louise, yours don't count. Jesus and, oh, I, you know, we come to this church, doesn't count. Uh, Eleanor, you found more than three people. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Sorry? Yes, I love eggs. I could live off eggs. As long as I've got eggs in the house, there's a meal. Anything else? Size six. When, when's the threshold when it turns from child to adult? One. I was gutted when I passed that threshold because I, I used to always buy my own trainers because I was dressed in wellies um, and trying to play football in wellies is not cool. So, but when I had to pay more money 
I just wore wellies again because I'm a cheapskate. Anything else? Coffee. Annabelle likes coffee. <laughs> Luke likes coffee. I made him some, <laughs> another coffee lover. Uh, I made uh, Luke a very funky coffee when he came round my house. I don't, I know, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, uh, which is probably quite normal. Uh, anyone else found anything interesting that they got in common with stuff? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what is it? Oh, yes! I didn't even notice. Go on. So we've got the same dress on, and we've both got hoops in our ears and three piercings and the Traegus piercing. We've both got tattoos. We both have birthdays in July, and we both, both don't have a middle name. Both and we both have brown hair, the same opticians. opticians. <laughs> you like stunt doubles, aren't you? <laughs> wow! How freaky is that? Anything else that people found out that, that Oh Oh did you know that till now No I didn't know that you were on that weekend I remember the other um, that was uh, the weekend when the spaghetti got glutified because it was so cheap and was being cooked in such a rubbish <laughs> but you remember that if it was perfect you'd be like oh <laughs> it's the uh, memories eh Folkestone Sittingbourne sorry were you whereabouts Gravesend we went to a hotel there it was very weird <laughs> There, yes, there was a present still left in the toilet. <laughs> no! <laughs> Did I end up breaking the bed wrestling with your brother? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't tell them. Anyway, moving on! <laughs> Isn't it good to find out stuff about people? And the, these are the things that bind us together. The more you find out about people, and the, when you've got something in common, it kind of solidifies your relationship. Or it makes you feel like you're together. Like the love of books. I know El, um, Eliora loves the love of books, but I also found out that Fikun likes books. I like books, just not quite as much as uh, Eliora. But these are the kind of things that we value. Did anyone really hit on anything negative? I, I don't like or I hate. Yes. Don't like the smell of liver. Yeah. I don't mind the smell of liver. It's, that is the one thing I physically can't get down my neck. I, I will eat anything. But liver, I just can't. I can eat kidneys, though. Yeah, yeah. I can eat tripe. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. I just, right. The. Yes. 
There we are. Another tripe lover. Mm. You don't chew it, you just suck it up. <laughs> don't look so disgusted. Liver, you like liver and onions, don't you? Yeah, we've got some liver and onions, fan. Sorry, uh, I'm going to give you this. Yes. No, I just wanted to say that both of us, we love people. Yep. As in wherever we go to, we care about, we want to mix with people. That's what we have in common. And then we've got brown eyes. She's got brown. I've got brown. We could, we could have just said, oh, we're, this, we're different color, but surprisingly, we've got the same color of eyes. Yes. So that's similar. Yay! <laughs> that's brilliant. And we could go on all day. Don't you feel encouraged? Just by finding out a bit more about each other and find what, what binds us together. We're not just... Well, we are just a random group of people <laughs> shoved into a room. It feels like that sometimes, but we are called by God. We're all in Christ. But it goes further than that, doesn't it? Because... Uh, if we're in Christ, we carry some values. Values that bind us, not just to each other, but most importantly, our values bind us to God and God is bound to us. Godly values for godly people. You are godly people. So you are the carriers of godly values. As human beings, you are the apple of God's eye. Each and every one of you. I'm his favourite. But you're his favourite too. We're all God's favourite. God has set eternity in the hearts of his people. It's a bit of a strange word, that, isn't it? Eternity to use. What is eternity to us? When, I, when it says God has set eternity in the hearts of his people. I, go on, if you've got an answer, I'm happy for that. Um, like living forever beyond what we can see. Yes, but I think God means just a bit more than that. Or it means something a bit more to us. He's, we, not only do we get to live forever, but we get to be with God. You know, these are our eternal values. We're all leaders. We're all called to lead. Take control and lead of your life, your place, your family, uh, your conversations. When you are stood amongst people, you carry values like, I am not going to speak ill of people. I'm not going to gossip. Sometimes we fall into that trap, but that's okay because we've got the cross to bring that and ask for forgiveness. I know, Teresa, you do this very well. That you try and stand the ground and not get invested in some negative con conversations. But you're not horrible about it either. I know that, that that's a value of Christ. That's a value of leading in your life. As Christians, our values promote peace and goodwill. To all men and women. Yes, Annabelle. <laughs> Mother-in-law. <laughs> um, but we can never really achieve 
like the perfection of all this. Because we are broken people. We need Christ. We need our minds to be renewed by Christ. And sometimes we come into the presence of God and He may correct something in us. He might shift our mind because we're either speaking ill of ourselves and I think we're all guilty of that. Or sometimes we're speaking ill of others. Or we just have the wrong attitude. We're carrying the wrong values. Or we're using the values in the wrong way. There's lots of different things I can hit on. I do want to uh, kind of build on this value. So this is just an introduction this morning. Just to give you a pre-warning. Um, in 2 Timothy, uh, chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, the values of Christ are taught in the New Testament can be summed up in two main thoughts. Love of God and love of others. There's also a third, isn't there? Love yourself, as Christ has loved the church. But love is the main thing that we are bound to. That is the ultimate value that we carry, that we have been forgiven and we are loved by God. And we are called not only to be receivers of that love, but also administrators of it. You are administrators of love. So in every circumstance, in everything, even at your lowest point, there should be aroma of love. Even when I go off the wall and I don't act in the way I want to or say uh, things the way I want to, I can feel that kind of always that pull in my stomach of actually I've got to love I've got to love so sometimes that might mean I need to go back and say I'm sorry sorry to God forgiving myself but also seeking out forgiveness because we are bound by love and I need to exercise that I recognize that we're not always loving I know that because I'm not always loving but I'm always drawn back to that it's the one staple that I do understand is love. Now when we look at other things in the Bible, there is a bit more than love. We have the fruit of the Spirit. Can anyone name any... Okay. You're going to name all of them now. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Yes! <laughs> yes. Um, oh, love, peace, uh, patience, joy, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. Um, there's also humility, isn't there? Generosity. It's a big one for God, I would say. God is a generous God beyond what we deserve. 
That's where grace comes in. We receive not what we should, but we receive love because God is love. And for us, we are on a journey. We're on a journey where we're kind of almost trying to rediscover our purpose in life. We're trying to rediscover what God wants to do with his church, with those that carry his values. And as leaders, we went away a couple of weeks ago, and it was a really fantastic time of being together to recognize where we're at. What's, the, what's our reality? Where are we at? But also, where would we want to be? What do we need? What does the world need? Now, we could say, Jesus, that's true. But how are we going to do it? And the thing that we kind of stumbled on is we need to, for us to really move beyond where we are now, to see the kingdom of God, is based on our values. Am I boring you? <laughs> And this was a very, very natural conversation. So we started to talk about what we value. What is church? What makes up us as a ragtag bunch of people? And it's some of the things that we just started to talk about. Things that we feel are core to our mission is vision. We are called to love our neighbours. We are called to bless Buttershaw particularly. That's our main calling as a church. But it's not the only realm. You know, we've got a workplace, it's a home, our own neighbours, our own family, those, our friends that don't know Christ. But that's part of our vision, see the saved being lost. Food! I'll say, thank you. Food! Oh my gosh. I'm going to give you very small portions next time we eat. Food! Yay! We value food. Why? Because we value when we sit down and eat together, we get to find out about each other. We get to share, we get to listen, we get to bless Particularly if someone new comes in and we serve them and they feel welcome. Can we get you anything else? And then conversation. You start opening up people's lives over a plate of congealed pasta. Food is a very powerful thing, isn't it? Because it kind of breaks down a lot of social barriers. We value food as a church. Testimony. I really value this. Why? Because if I'm spiritually struggling, hearing someone else's testimony lifts me up. Hallelujah. When someone has overcome something in their lives, whether big or small, when, it, when we hear it together, it raises us up. Why? Because it brings glory to God. Testimony. We value testimony. Worship. We love to worship. And not just with music. It's not all about having the band, but it's about coming together 
That corporate sense of worship, that we're, everything we do, we're doing for the glory of God. Prayer. Love to pray. I love to pray with any of you guys. I really love to pray with people who don't know how to pray. Rest. This was a big one for us. Because we know how, what it's like to work. And we've worked hard. We need to continue to work hard. But maybe rest a little harder. We need a balance, don't we? You know, this is... Yes, you are laborers for Christ. You are servants of Christ. You are called to do something. But part of that doing something is resting. Just chilling. Receiving. Lying down on those green pastures. There's probably a lot more here. I just want to touch on this because I want you guys to start thinking about what you value personally, but also what you feel our values are as a church. One of the main ones that you hear me talking about is family. Because I value relationship. You're not just a person that comes to my church. You're my family. And whether we go to the same church or not, I'll always care for you. Even if we speak or not, you'll always be my thoughts at some point. I don't forget people that easily. I may not be able to communicate that as well as I should or could, but I value relationships, family. We are bound together. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, Olga, you've got me for eternity. <laughs> don't cry, it's okay. You've also got Jesus. I also... And part of my relationship is with my wife. And also, we have a good relationship. Or I have a good relationship. A great relationship with my in-laws, Richard and Annabelle. And the, I had the privilege of them being my friends before they became my in-laws. They were also technically my bosses because we worked together. But we were bound together by the values of seeing God's word uh, being spread amongst particularly children. It was a very special time in my personal life, walking with Christ, getting to walk with others uh, with the same passion. I think that's important. But not only do uh, I have a good relationship with them, but we have a good relationship with Richard and Annabelle, because every time they come up, they encourage us, or they challenge us, or we get to hear what they're going through. And we can encourage them and pray for them. So I have kind of given them a little pre-warning here. And I know they're going to ad-lib it. But I've asked them maybe just to share some of the things that they're going through to help us. Because we value relationship. Even if that's long distance. But also, they coming in, they bring perspective. You know, we're living this out week in, week, week, in, week out. And when uh, people who have a relationship step in, they can bring a different perspective. So I'm just going to invite them both.
or one of them who's got Annabelle yeah absolutely you know I don't really have fear about what they say going to say I don't know what they're going to say because I value them and I trust them that's another value isn't it trusting each other but they do bring wisdom and impartation uh, but they also bring honesty so be honest okay honest um, I thought he might have forgotten <laughs> what he said the other night <laughs> Um, it's really great to see you. And uh, do you know what? I think this is a brilliant way of doing this. Um, so we can see everyone's faces. You can all see each other. We've been trying to do this in, in our church, which is a very traditional church, trying to change the dynamics. And the one way we've done it is taking the pews out and putting chairs in and tables. And I think you've been doing a bit of that cafe-style stuff as well, haven't you? And this whole thing about us talking to each other this is really what Jesus showed us how to do. He had meals with people. He got alongside the people. You know, he wasn't just there standing up in the front and everyone sitting in rows and going like that. They took notice when he was there because he was looking into their eyes and he could see them and all that stuff. So we're trying to model that a bit more in, in our very traditional little village Anglican church. Please pray for us because it is a struggle. And the... We talked about value, and the value of us meeting together as Christians, I think, is so that we build each other up. We have this amazing ability to worship together. Here, it was brilliant this morning. We just felt the Spirit of God. And then we're ready on Monday morning to go out and live our lives. And to me, that's the only reason, really, why we have church, or one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, so that we can be built up and sent out. Because where are the people around here? Where are all those people? They're not in here, are they? Most of them. They're doing their other things on a Sunday, shopping, whatever. We need to live our lives as Christians out there. And that's my encouragement to you. You've got such a good body of people here, and you build each other up, and then you go out and you do the business. And that really is what it's all about, in what I think. I don't know... Not really. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's been great. <laughs> Just a, a little thing to add to that, really, um, about relationships. You know, quite often you hear these words spoken out, as Gavin rightly has done this morning, uh, what are the values that we have. But sometimes what I often think about is, what does it actually mean for me? Little old me, what do I do? What, what's the significance for me? So I just thought I'd give you a few little things, because... Um, how, what I'm always thinking is, I always think about the kingdom of God. How can I make the world a better place? I can't deal with the big things, but I can perhaps do a little bit of something where I live with the people that I interact with most days. And one of the things I always uh, think is important is encouragement. You know, when somebody does something, you get so many people slagging them off. I'm sure you don't get it here. But we get it over, you know, on Facebook. Does that sound familiar? What I, what I want to do, what I try to do, is to actually go up to somebody and say, thank you. You did really well. I really enjoyed that. That was brilliant. I like, we all like that, don't we? You know, but it's so 
off common to see people getting slagged off. And, and I hate that, you know, because I think there's good in everyone. And whatever someone does, there's something good that we can say about it. And if there is something good we can say about it, let's do it. Let's just walk up and say, thank you. And just that little word means so much. Another little thing that, that I found that I found myself starting to do is the word gossip's been mentioned. And that's a very negative thing too, talking about somebody behind the back. And the trouble is, what can happen is, you know, once one person starts, oh, everyone else piles in, adds fuel to the fire. So what I try to do is to say something positive about that person. And I found out it shuts them up. <laughs> Quite often it shuts them up, you know. Uh, so you, you know, you, you're hearing all this stuff and uh, the particular person, I will say something good about that person, something they've done, something they've, you know, told me or, or something positive about them. And not always, but quite often, as I say, it, it stops it in its tracks. And, and I think, well, you know, if you can just do... That's just... I've mentioned a couple of little things. I could mention a few more, but that's just a couple of things I've found because my passion is is to make the world a better place through Jesus, with, with God's help. Forgiveness is another one I found hard. And, um, you know, but with God's help, you can do that too. And so that all that bitterness and stuff has got rid of. I've gone on enough. hope that's been a bit helpful. <laughs> Give them a round of... Let's encourage them! You know, two major things I got from that. One is... Um, one was outward looking I guess we need to look up to look out sometimes we need to look in to look out but we should always be an outward looking body Joan has been saying for many years and I absolutely agree with her uh, we should be a church without walls that we should be transparent that we're not just here as a holy huddle Although that, there's nothing wrong with that, as long as we're encouraging each other, building each other up to go and do what we've been called to do, to share generously what God has generously given to each and every one of us. And encouragement is so important. It's a real key. It's a real motivator. Richard is a very encouraging person. He was one of the few people that stuck up his hand when uh, I was doing my driving test. And I felt sorry for him now and again because he was grabbing the, the side of the car. But he didn't discourage me. He didn't shout. He didn't scream. <laughs> there may be, you know, the fear of God in his eyes, but he still encouraged me. He's an encourager, and that is such a, a valuable gift. So we need to be encouraging Richard and Annabelle uh, by uh, praying for them, not just when they go, but before they go, uh, and maybe sharing something back, uh, something else that can encourage them as well. But Annabelle's absolutely right. You know, it's, it's sometimes tough to build that momentum. But if we know what we're stood on, we know the key values that we are working on, then that will take an effect. The great thing about values is it's not rocket science. 
You don't need a theological um, degree to understand that Christ loves so we should love. That we are forgiven so we should forgive. Christ challenged, but he didn't gossip. All these things that just the basics we can carry around like jewels that we shine before others. Because when the light of God shines on us, what else can happen? What can stand against us? The essence of God's character is love. And the two greatest commandments of Jesus also emphasize love. You'll find it in the book of Matthew, chapter 37 to 39. The Lord tells us to love him with all our hearts. Our first call and our first value. All our soul and all our mind. The second greatest commandment is to love our neighbours as we love ourselves. Love is the most important value for Jesus. So it should be our most important value. It is also the first and the foremost value that not only we should recognise, but others. Judy's great at this. People know. If, uh, Judy is a woman of faith. Because if they say, oh, I've got something wrong, oh, my legs are hurting, what does Judy do? <laughs> Let me pray for you. What, now? Yep. But she does it with that constant smile. There's something that Judy carries. You can see it in her, her eyes as well as her actions. And people are attracted to that. I know Vic from uh, Cooper Lane uh, holds a special place for Judy because she's also loyal. It's another value. She's also generous. She helps People beyond what is normal. Particularly those who are vulnerable. Sorry, Judy. Oh, no, I'm not sorry at all. I'm not, because this is truth. These are values. And I could go around all the room and point something out to encourage you. Maybe you need to remind yourself, actually. Ellen, you're pretty fantastic. I know sometimes life may not always <laughs> reflect that, but you are. And I could go around every single person. I would love to do that, but you also want to get home to your dinner, so. In Colossians, I want to end on this because I could speak about this and I'm going to be speaking. This is like the precursor of what we're going to be working on. We're going to be working on the values. Talking about these values. Seeing what the Bible says. But also seeing what most sticks to us. What do we need to work on? But this is what I want to finish, it, finish on. Colossians chapter 3 verse 14. And I want you this week to look this up. On your phone. Mark it in your Bible. Let's, let's work, just let this sink in. And over all these virtues, put on love, 
which binds them all together in perfect unity. If we can't get love right, any other values is just going to fall off us. Or as Paul writes, if you do something good but don't have love in your heart, you're just like a clanging cymbal. You know, clattering through life. And that might be a truth. You might clatter through life. You might clatter through this week. I've clattered through this week. But if I do it with love in my heart, then I'm bound to him. He's bound to me. And actually, even if I do mess up, and I'm, but I'm carrying love in my heart, I might just encourage someone. I might just make a difference in someone's life. Particularly those who don't know Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. Sit on it. Pray it. Work it in. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for your perfect love. I thank you for your love that sent your one and only Son into the world. That whoever may believe in him may seek, have and seek forgiveness. An eternal life with you. God, above all these things, this is what we most value. The love of Christ, which was shown on the cross. We thank you that it's the love of Christ that has brought us freedom. So we can say the words that we are not condemned anymore. It's because of the love of Christ that we can be forgiven so we no longer have to drag the rocks of pain or rejection or confusion or discouragement or apathy or anything else that wants to slow our progress in life. We thank you because of the love of Christ. We have your church, each other, so we can build up, so we can encourage. And we thank you for the love of Christ that we, you have given us a plan and a purpose, a vision to go out into all the world and change it through the power and love of Christ. It's all about you. It always has been. It always will be. Help us to participate and celebrate the love of Christ. Not just today and tomorrow, but over these coming weeks, months, years, until you call us into eternity with you. Oh, what a day that will be. Bless you, Father God. Amen. So I hope to have sufficiently given you some pre-warning and stirred you up. Because we do need to be stirred up and have conversations. If you've been praying and you feel a word coming to you, then um, please write it down or 
text, email one of the elders. But I do want to finish with one specific thing. Can I have Helen and Liz come up? To the front. Stand, stand in middle. Get them! <laughs> no. Because I value people, and I particularly... Uh, we should all be valuing Liz and Helen because they are standing in the gap. They uh, have um, heard the word of God called them to leadership. Now, we are all leaders, but we also have um, people who have extra responsibility. And we should be upholding our leaders, particularly in the church also across the world. But the focus is on Helen and Liz and I'm so thankful for these two strong women of God who are going to bring a different set of values into the leadership team, a different perspective, a different narrative. And I and the other leaders need to lean into that. But we also need to uphold them. So what I would like you to do is gather around them and lay hands on them. Bless them. If you have a word or a picture, share it with them. If you see a value in them, <laughs> if you see a value in them, call it out. Claim it for yourself, but also claim it for the vision of God. So let's gather around. Pray out loud. Let's not just murmur to ourselves. Yeah, I just get um, the word lamp bearer. Uh, and I really sense that God is sending you out, kind of bearing his light ahead of the church. And I think a little bit as well ahead of the leadership. I really see God is, yeah, telling me that he's putting in your hearts that vision to kind of be present on the estate. Um, and to be carrying that, that torch of his love and his light out onto the estate. Um, and kind of being that, I guess, that representative of, of the church and the church leadership um, out there a, amongst the people. So, yeah, I just sense that he's saying to both of you, kind of, you're, you're bearing my light. Um, I'm, I trust you completely with that. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so, yeah, be blessed in that. I wonder what. <laughs> we ask you, Lord God, to be their guide in every respect. Show them what they ought to do, where they ought to go, how they ought to conduct themselves, and how they, whatever you have um, asked them to do, that they should do it. Let your light shine in their lives, Lord God, that they may have great perspective in whatsoever they do. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. with discernment with perseverance with stickability and with joy and love and your peace in their hearts Amen Amen
a bit <coughs> strange, but it's a picture of a volcano. Oh, sorry. <laughs> volcano, and um, it's been dormant and still, and now it's going to be erupting. And I just see that as over Buttershaw. Um, but yeah, that's just the picture I have. And it's connected to Helen and Liz. Amen. So let it be. Glory to you, Father. God, I just want to pray a blessing on these two wonderful towers that stand strong for you and they are cornerstones in the eldership now. I thank you that they are here to uh, serve you but we just thank you that they're here with us and I just pray that you'd give them just problem solving skills but also uh, just a creativity. You've made them creative and they have a unique perspective and a a, a richness to bring to the future of this cocktail of us worshipping you, God, in whatever way. So I just pray a blessing on them that they would just be... Uh, how, I just see a picture of a big cauldron um, and they've just got sp- big spoons and they're stirring in some delicious soup or something, I don't know. But they're just mixing things in and uh, creating something new, uh, bringing new flavours to whatever we're doing, God. So thank you, bless them. I just pray protection over both of them and declare boldness and confidence to give them peace about decisions they're making um, and, and confidence that they are the right people to do this. That they have heard your call and that they have obeyed you, Lord. But I pray also for us as a church that we will have an open heart to any changes because we have to be open, open to what God is wanting to do with this church. So we have to be ready and waiting. So I pray also for us as a church, Lord God. Thank you again, Helen and Liz. Amen. Father, thank you for um, Helen and for Liz. I just thank you that, uh, that they are elders. And I thank you for all the blessings that you pour on them. But I also pray, Father, that you will give them the full courage and the strength and the gumption, if you like, to, to keep on doing the work that they are doing because it's brilliant, brilliant work what they are doing. And I know that they'll go on to doing bigger, bigger things, better things. I just thank you for them both, Father, and I thank you for, for them being part of Butcher Baptist Church. Amen. Lord, I thank you that um, these two wonderful women have have chosen to take up the baton. And Lord, we just want to thank and honour you for the ones who have gone before. Um, We praise you for um, the fact that we get to be a family of all different types of people and we bring a different flavour, each one of us. Um, And so we just ask that you bless this new season um, with a new flavour and that you protect... um, Helen and Liz, that you protect their minds um, as they step forward um, 
advancing your kingdom, God. We just speak protection over their homes, over their families, um, and that you will just, this will be a, a real season of blessing for them as they bless us. In Jesus' name, amen.